to Let's Take It Offline with your host, Ishana Harmon. Hey, Fab Crew. You're listening to Let's Take This Offline, the podcast for everyday leaders. Heart inspiration, heart sat down. Let's have a conversation. Here's where you'll find the real deal about living well and leading well. I'm Kashana Palmer, your host and resident leadership whiz. What happened in the meeting after the meeting? We talk about it all on Let's Take This Offline. Don't forget to subscribe, download, and leave a comment so we can keep the conversation going. Sis, you are not meant to wilt. You are one of the special ones. For Black, Indigenous, and women of color professionals in the social sector, living a life of impact and balance can feel like a mythical unicorn. But what if there was an immersive retreat experience that included a diverse roster of global powerhouse experts sharing insights on real-life topics that can help you win in every area of your life. Newsflash, there is. Welcome to the Rooted Retreat. Join us July 21st through the 23rd, 2021, as we connect with hundreds of other professional women in the social sector to educate, empower, and inspire the next generation of industry leaders through a combination of professional preparation and holistic wellness. This year's theme is Evergreen, a nod to year-round sustainability. Through Evergreen, we're speaking to the sis just starting on her professional journey in need of guidance for a new industry friend or two, or 600. The sis whose personal morale is a little low and she needs a little stimulation shot that the sis who's looking to spread her wings and advance farther in her career and the sis who wants to expand her knowledge base within the philanthropy fundraising management or leadership industries the sis looking to learn from and connect with powerhouse experts tastemakers and creatives in various fields And you can do all this without leaving the comfort of your living room. Or better yet, have a staycation. Hashtag stay-at-home retreat. The 2021 Rooted Retreat Evergreen is the experience your future can't afford for you to miss. So do you and your career a favor and join a community of women who embodies everything that professional sisterhood is all about. What's up, Fab Crew? It's your girl, Kishana, back for another, I hope, (laughs) information-packed episode of Let's Take This Offline. And today is our season two closer. I cannot believe I have managed to get a whole podcast through two seasons, y'all. You know I'm a Gemini, so I will be like in the thing and then be like, ugh, so bored already and out the thing. But the feedback has been phenomenal. 
Shout out to all the guests that we've had so far over the last two seasons. They have been incredible. And y'all just keep the comments coming, the reviews coming, the ideas for what you want us to talk about together coming. And I will keep that energy going. You know, like this is what we have to do together. You could be listening to, you know, 9,245 different podcasts right this moment. But you were hanging out with me. So I thank you. Okay, y'all. So I had this whole plan to talk about managing intergenerational teams today because it's graduation season and folks are leaving their undergraduate and graduate places of learning where they have taught themselves (laughs) for the last at least year because of the pandemic. And are entering the workforce and actually managing intergenerational teams is one of my uh, one of the spots on my wheel in my wheelhouse because I have spent most, if not all of my career managing up um, generationally, managing across to my own peers and of course, being under the wise counsel <laughs> and everyday learning of uh younger millennials and the Zers. And now we got a new new set of babies that my child belongs to coming up. So there's constant learning about how to navigate relationships when you are dealing with folks whose needs and desires are different. But I'm sorry to disappoint you. We're going to put that down today. That will be in season three in one of our early episodes. So you keep it locked. And I'll also have um, some snippets and probably some mini kind of classes about that on my YouTube page. So if you have not uh, walked your digital fingers over to YouTube, go to youtube.com forward slash Kashana Palmer and you will uh, find that I have released um, lots of new content and will continue to do so. So you are in the Kashanaverse with this podcast. You will be in the Kashanaverse <laughs> um, as you continue to learn and grow as a leader. Okay. So You're like, Kish, got it. Okay, all of that. Why did you decide to put down managing intergenerational teams for today? Well, the reason I did that, y'all, is because I was having a conversation with one of my good girlfriends, and I was talking with her about the fact that this week makes 30 days out from the Rooted Collaborative's second annual uh, conference retreat, a conference retreat, <laughs> the rooted retreat. And this year our theme is evergreen. And y'all, even when I was a full-time fundraiser, let me tell you what I did not love events, not because events aren't fantastic because some great people support really important work through events. And there are some fantastic professionals um, who have the yeoman's task of being able to produce events and raise money too, but baby, the details, the details, the stress. And so I was talking with her about, you know, coming into this sort of home stretch and um, finalizing all of our sponsors, getting ready to, to ship out our retreat boxes, which last year looked, stole the virtual show. And I think this year we're going to come back and do it again. I, I'm pretty convinced it's about to be ridiculous. Um, and talking about our speakers and keynotes and attendees and I just had this feeling of overwhelm. And so we were talking through some of the details and, you know, she asked me about why I hadn't asked for more help. Y'all. So you already know in the Kashanaverse that I have a small but mighty team 
and we get a ton of stuff done. But I had to take a step back at the question because I could have just answered the question, you know, straight out like it's a lot to learn, like we're moving fast, we have, you know, multiple things happening at the same time, we're trying to navigate, you know, all the things that I'm sure any of y'all have said before when you are asked, like, why didn't you ask for help when you are clearly um, drowning a little bit in what you've got to do? So y'all know I'm a nerd. You've been listening to me for a minute. So I was thinking about this and I'm thinking about like, you know, I'm a the oldest child of four and um, pretty independent, have been that way since I kind of came out. I was like, I got this, you know, <laughs> I'm of the I got this is <laughs> if that's the thing. And I had to kind of go back to the basics about what does it mean to ask for help? And the reality is a lot of people are reluctant to ask for help because asking for help really requires a level of surrender and specifically surrendering control to someone else. And I don't know about you, but the older I get, the less I want to relinquish control to a to a damn person. OK, like, let me just do this thing and go. At the same time, I really would just like to be a lady who leisures, <laughs> you know, a lady of leisure who takes wonderful photos and goes on fancy boats and has people who do things. And so I'm in a little bit of a conflict with myself around this help thing. But it is about um, really having that level of vulnerability, surrender And those two things together put you in a state where, you know, your desire to achieve something feels like it moves from what you're able to do for yourself to what someone else has to be able to also kind of do for you. And I don't know about y'all, but that is scarier than a mug. And so it's just a lot easier for many of us to just thug it out and be like, you know, we're just going to do it on the muscle and get it done. And um, do we always get it done? Well, you know, eh, mixed results. But that is how a lot of us end up not asking for help. Another way that I think many of us end up not asking for help is because we don't want to be perceived as needy, as wanty, (laughs) as incapable, um, as weak, And I think for many of us who are leaders and particularly people managers, you know, there is such a fine line that you have to walk between being able to demonstrate a level of expertise, uh, subject matter expertise specifically, also that you know how to action that. Child, that's a whole different podcast. We could talk about that. Folks who could walk it, but they can't talk it like they walk it, walk it like they talk it. Um. And you've got to be able to create space to both coach alongside your team, give folks an opportunity to try and fail and fail up, um, give folks an opportunity to be able to experience being on the other side of delegation. And you've got to be able to flex that delegation muscle. That's a lot going on at the same time when you know it's going to take you so many different uh, moves in order to be able to get the thing done that you need to get done. And you just rather just do it yourself. So you don't want to come across as not having it together. And also you don't want to be a bother. I hear that a lot. So my girlfriend and I were talking about that. And you know, you don't, you don't want to be a bother to people. And are you really a bother if those are really your people? I think oftentimes by the time we get to the place where we need to ask for help, we have sort of like wrapped ourselves in a ball of yarn and we're topsy-turvy and mixed up. 
And that happens for lots of reasons. It could happen because you are one task too many into your to-do list. It could happen because you have tipped the scale on the amount of responsibilities that are in your lap. It could happen because everything lives in your brain and not really on paper because you're just used to doing things. And so you're not actually able to step away from the tic-tac-toe and the block and tackle of getting stuff done. And that can be painful. And so, you know, it had me thinking about my earliest days of asking for help and what experiences I have had. And I wondered what experiences y'all have had where you asked for help and it went, um, it didn't quite go the way you'd planned. And so this kind of like meandering road in my mind brought me to this, you know, well, I really want to help you, but you know, I'd love to help you. But, and I said, okay, Kashani, you're not being specific enough. What ends up happening is I think that sometimes when people offer to help. The question typically is, how can I help you? But what most people are really talking about is, how can I talk with you? (laughs) How can I advise you specifically? Because the help you might be looking for is actually brawn, right? It is muscle. It is doing a thing. It is jump in there with me, roll your hands up, stay up late with me, get up early, take this off my hands so that I have one less thing so that I can stop drowning. Um, We might both be standing in a puddle of of water, but I'm not going to be, you know, drifting away to see while you're on the shore going about, you need help? Do you need help? Grab on, swim slow. Like, you don't need that. But... I've realized that many of us have gotten into the habit of offering advice as help. So have you, has this ever happened to you? Have you asked a friend, a family member, a colleague for help? (laughs) And what you've gotten is, you know, 6,245 different ways that you could address the problem that all require you and pretty much only you to be able to do those additional steps to get the help that you are being air quotes offered frustrating, right? I'm, I'm sure somebody's like, yeah, dang, that has happened to me. I hate that y'all. Oh my gosh. And you want, you love on that person who's offering you that advice because obviously they uh, mean well, and they think that this is going to help you spur into action. But the truth of the matter is, is that typically when many of us, particularly those of us who like to pick up all the laundry bags and carry them, ugh, Hercules. Um, and, uh, you know, I think of the folks who like take every single grocery bag out of the back of the car at the same time as opposed to make five trips. I'm talking to you. <laughs> you know, when you're asking for help, you're literally asking for the can you please grab these bags? version of help and not like, you know what you really could have done? You could have really packed that bag differently when you were at the supermarket. And then you could have actually put it in the trunk in this fashion so that when you got there, it would have been easier for you to take it out. And then you would have been able to get it in the house in two trips, not one. And you won't be tired. And you're like, ma'am, I'm, I'm at the house with the bags in my hand. Can you just help? Like, what's up? And so the challenge with help and with asking for help is that oftentimes our expectations of what we would like to see regarding help and the reality of what we're met with is not the same. 
And that can be a really, really challenging cycle you find yourself in. And over time, you find yourself not actually asking anymore for help because what you don't need is more advice on how to do something that you're already overwhelmed by, particularly if the advice really involves you and only you doing every single step. And so that came to mind uh, uh, this week as we were talking because I was like, okay, you know, I need a person to do this and I need a person to do that and a person to do this. And, you know, we were sort of strategizing on the different ways that um, we could um, continue to amplify the work that we're doing heading into conference. And I was just like exhausted so much so that I was like, yo, I wonder if I should just postpone this whole thing. And y'all, the hundreds of cascading thoughts about what would need to be true to put this off, to postpone it. Who would I disappoint? Who, you know, all the ticket holders we have, our sponsors, like all of it just like came crashing down on me. And it was so funny because prior to that, the weight of what needs to be done that I have to personally carry on top of running a whole consulting practice with clients actively right now and an active speaking roster felt like, so heavy. And yet the idea of being able to be like, ah, okay, well, yeah, I'm sorry. I can't do it. We're not having it. Um, 30 days out also felt equally ridiculous. And so in that balance, I needed to find a way to access help. And so I was talking to my girlfriend about this because I said, you know, there've been some times in, you know, the pandemic and y'all have heard me talk about this before if you've been following the podcast if not go back to episode 10 you can go back to episode 11 <laughs> you can go back to my birthday episode a couple episodes ago women of a certain age and hear me talk about the challenges of navigating changing and shifting boundaries and expectations and what that means for me and what that means for you as you are continuing to grow in this season of life and there have been you know, I probably have stopped counting at this point, the number of times that I've asked for help very specifically, I need this thing on this day at this time, and folks forget, or they flake, um, or they flat out can't do it. Um, Or people were offering help, but it was more like, y'all know when people ask you, hey, how you doing? But they don't wait for you to actually say how you're doing. They just kind of like ask the question as if it was, a salutation and to keep it moving. <laughs> it's sort of like that. And folks ask if you need help, but they really don't mean that they, they were the ones who are going to help you. And it is a struggle for those of us who are the ones who normally jump in and do everything ourselves. And we are the ones who always volunteer and we take on more than we should because, you know, that person needs help. Um, or we're helping even when we're not asked to help, you know, that's a whole nother, that's probably two sessions on somebody's couch at least. (laughs) Um, and so the help aspect is, um, so fraught because it is nested in expectations realized or unrealized in the relationships we have. And so when you're thinking about your personal relationships and being able to ask for help, if you have asked for a specific time of help, a type of help before, and you were disappointed, you get less and less enthused about asking for help again. And in fact, you might even become resentful about that. And that bleeds into other aspects of your life. So conversely, if you are 
the person who you at work and you have to you feel like or you've had the real the real time experience of having to be the one to stay up late, having to be the one to do extra, having to be the one to kind of shoulder the weekend work, et cetera, when that's not what other people um, do or expect of themselves, you know, first, it's hard to ask. And then secondly, then you um, start to fall into this aspect of uh, resentment. And you fall a little bit further into something that y'all have heard me talk about. If you want to dig into this one, you got to go back to episode three about martyritis. And this desire not just to be not just to do more and to be seen as doing more, but to, to, to do more and see more in such a way that you are literally falling your sword. Look at me dying on the vine as I do all this work. And I don't think many of us set out to have the look at me, look at me as I'm drowning um you know, banner. We're not, we're not, we don't start out that way. But for many of us who continue down this pathway of needing to get things done, asking for help and not receiving the kind of help or being on the receiving end of help, also known as advice, also known as talking, also known as get off of my phone. Um, it, it becomes increasingly hard to not just say, I'm gonna do it myself. So that's something that's really been on my mind today. Okay. So you know, y'all know I'm really solution oriented. So I have been, and I'm going to be testing this in real time, y'all. So let's not pretend like I have done this 97 times and therefore I know it works. Um, I am working through <laughs> how to ask for help, um, how to say I am not able to do that. And one of the things that I tried this week was being able to say like, I just don't have the capacity for that too. Like uh, this is the list of things I have to do. So when you ask me for help, what I need you to do is X. If you're unable to do that, great. Please don't tell me to calm down, to take it easy, to just relax, that everything's going to be just the way it's going to be because none of that is remotely helpful. In fact, it is more anxiety producing because I still have to get it done. So being able to say that out loud to someone who is both well-intended and well-meaning offering that kind of advice that makes you want to run straight out the room with your hair on fire um, has been one of the ways that I've been able to say, okay, y'all, this is the kind of help I need. I need the second thing that I did this week and we'll see how this works is I have been able to kind of list out like every single thing I need to get done that I can remember and just keep that running list. You know, I've jumped out of the shower and said, okay, wait, wait a minute. These two more things I have to do. And then prioritizing that based on what is really going to move the needle for this thing that I have to do here? Like, is this like a critical thing? Is this like important, but not critical? Is this like, well, you know, it'd be nice if this happens and I would be disappointed because I wanted to do this particular bell or whistle and really being like, oh man, like brutal about how I prioritize my time. Um, and then I think the last thing that I've been thinking about, and so we'll see how this works, um, is when I am overwhelmed and I need help and I've tried to reach out for help or I've had help, I've asked in the past and I haven't gotten it. So that's that's more of my experience. So I don't ask again. Um, I start to fall back into my old habits and my old habits are that I stop walking, stop working out, stop going to the Pilates studio, stop spinning um, because I have, I need an hour to get up. I got to get up at five. I got to get up at four so I can get more things done. And then my body is starting to atrophy as we've talked about many times. 
Um, and then I stop eating the meals that I have meal prep because I know I'm going into this time where I need to meal prep um, because I don't have an appetite because my head's down, even though my back is killing me and I'm just working. And so I'm ignoring my own health. I'm ignoring my basic needs. I'm not drinking water, you know, like I'm not doing the things that allow me to, to be able to really power through because I'm powering through and I'm literally powering down as that's happening. Um, my desire to like buy stuff increases like dramatically. And I think the internet knows this because the amount of like Instagram ads that start retargeting are insane. And so I've had to like trick my brain um, into um, just kind of like that reset mode and different behaviors immediately when I start to see that happening. So, you know, even uh, this morning, I was laying in bed and I had an appointment to um, go to the potty studio and I was going to um, do some stretching after, which is really important for me with having severe arthritis in my back. And yeah, I was laying in bed like, but if I lay here for 30 minutes and then I just take a shower real quick, then I could like work before nine o'clock before people get up. for the. I mean, like I literally had this whole conversation with myself before 630 in the morning. Like this is not great. How many of y'all do that? Because I know that that is like a thing you're like, oh, you start pushing the things that allow you to actually operate at an optimal level to the side so that you can try to operate at an optimal level. Yeah, makes no sense. The third thing that the last thing um, that I've been thinking a lot about, and we'll see how this works, is that there are some social obligations. Well, there's some social invitations because actually I don't really have any social obligations. y'all. Oh, I should probably talk about that with y'all. Um, I have quit with the social obligations for a while. I'm over it. Uh, I don't get invited to that much stuff anyway, which is really hilarious because I was telling my mom the other day that I suffer from the well-loved but never invited <laughs> syndrome <laughs> where lots of people love me, but they're not inviting me to stuff. Um, and so, uh, I did a lot of social things that I, uh, felt were obligatory and I didn't really want to go. I didn't want to do them, but because I was like, well, I don't get, I don't get invited out, but so often, so let me just go on ahead and go. Um, and with the day that I decided I wasn't gonna do that anymore, I was like, yo, my social calendar is about to be empty. And it was, it was really empty for a while. Um, but now it is starting to fill up with things I actually want to do. And then there, here is the tension. If I'm not getting the help I need so that I'm able to have more free time to do the things that I want to do, then I don't get to do those things either. And I have to make choices between the things I have to do and the things that I want to do. And so if I'm left between a choice between the things I have to do and the things I want to do, then I'm not doing the obligatory things that I don't want to do in the first place. Woo! Come on. Come on. So how are we going to solve this help challenge? Um, so I was listening to, and yes, y'all, I do re-listen to some of my episodes, but I was listening to um, my episode that uh, we had a few weeks back with um, Larnell Vickers, Leadership Possible. And, you know, that episode really struck me because it was really talking about career uh, possibilities and being able to understand what's possible for yourself as you think about the moves in your career. But I actually thought like, dang, that actually applies to so many aspects of our life, of what is possible and living in a place of possibility. And when I think about this help, then y'all like Ashana, what, come on, bring it, to, bring it home, girl. <laughs> when I think about help, I think about the fact that many of our experiences have taught us that it's not okay to ask or that asking puts us in this position that we just don't like. And so we let go of the possibility 
that things can be different. And I don't know about y'all, but I don't want to let go of that possibility at all. Like, I just really don't. And I think that for me, that was like, uh, oh, okay, Kashana, we got to really shift the way we think about how I work. So you might be thinking, okay, Kashana, so don't give you advice. (laughs) Only brawn. Yes, I need your muscles or nothing. But no, I'm not saying that. You know, what I have to do a better job and what I think many of us need to do a better job with is being specific with the people who we take into our into council about what we actually need. Like we've got to be able to say like, you know, here's where I'm at on that. Do you have space to be able to listen to me talk through this thing? Or um, I'm really um, trying to work through this particular problem or challenge or issue or or work or whatever it is. Um, do you have space with this skill to be able to do this thing? And if somebody says no, being able to be like, okay, cool. I've got to find somebody who can help me. I'll circle back as opposed to staying on the phone hostage for 45 minutes, listening to to problem solving that will not actually help you solve your problem. I cannot be the only person guilty of that. Um, And so I hope that um, as you think about one, how you offer help, (laughs) is it help or is it advice? Um, And two, how you ask for help being able to allow yourself to be vulnerable, to be open and to surrender to somebody else's ability to be able to move the ball on something you need to get done that you are thinking about how you're showing up at that time. Well, y'all, I want to know what y'all thought about this today, because this is something that was definitely just kind of happening in real time as we go into uh, the Rudy Collaborative's conference, our retreat. Evergreen is our theme this year. If you are one of uh, my listeners, of which there are oh, so many of you now growing every day, I'm so appreciative to each of y'all um, and you're considering coming to this retreat. It is virtual. And so you go to www.therootedretreat.com to grab your tickets. Um, if you are one of our ally and co-conspirators, oh, this is a journey. We don't start at allies and end there. You got, y'all got to be in the streets um, with us. And if you're looking to grow in that journey, we have an ally tract just for you. And if you're like, dang, Kashana, um, I'm on vacation with the family. I'm on sabbatical, you know, uh, whatever the, the the thing is from July 21st to the 23rd, but y'all is a Wednesday to a Friday. And you want to um, listen to our sessions. You want to get in on the action after we're going to have replays and you can grab your ticket there and you'll be able to get the replay after the retreat is over. But it is going to be a rocking good time. Um, I'm super excited for the keynotes we have. Y'all got to check it out on the website. I'll be popping in. I might do a couple little mini episodes as we lead up in the next couple of weeks, but you got to keep it locked here and make sure you are following our Instagram page. Let's take it offline pod and that you, um, you know, have your alerts turned on y'all. Cause if we, we drop a special episode, I want y'all to be the first to know it. Um, okay. So before I run out of here next season, Ooh, so excited already. Um, started sitting down to to think through what our uh, theme and what uh, our guests are going to look like for next season. And I'm so excited about uh, what we've got going on. But as you know, I like to ask the Fab crew, what do y'all want to see? Um, if you have an opportunity to weigh in, you better weigh in. OK, and so make sure that you um, send us a note, you know, at hi at let's take this offline dot com. 
and tell us what you want to know. Tell us what you want to hear, what you want to see. Get involved um, with us so that we can make this uh, podcast, you know, continue to be your podcast. Um, our guests this season were phenomenal. You know, I, I got to give all the props to every single guest we have this season. If you haven't binge watched, <laughs> binge listened um, to the podcast for season two, it is the perfect companion for you for uh, the upcoming road trip you have for the July 4th holiday. If you celebrate um, for all my friends in the UK and in Canada and the Caribbean, um, whatever y'all have coming up for holiday in the next couple of weeks, jump in on the action and make sure you share this with a friend. All right, y'all. I'm going to get out of here because uh, since, you know, about the help thing, I, um, there's so much to do on my to-do list. But check out www.therootedretreat.com. Our retreat is July 21st through the 23rd online. Our amazing sponsor, shout out to Bloomerang, who is our conference sponsor this year, doing the darn thing and helping to ensure that black and brown women in the social sector are thriving because we are not about that survival life. We are about that sir thrival life. And if you work in our sector, you ought to have the kind of community and support and learning that allows you to be able to, to thrive and grow. So that's all I got y'all. I'm, I'm getting out of here and I will talk to y'all real soon. We are back with season three um, in a few weeks. And so in the meantime, binge, 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 share, share, share. <laughs> and I'll talk to y'all real soon. Bye y'all.